0: If you dare. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At ChumbaCasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino-style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses, so don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. This is my guys in the desert with Stormy Tony on VSIN, the sports betting network.
2: What's going on, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Stormy Bonantoni with you live from Circa Sportsbook in Las Vegas. Got a fun My Guys in the Desert ahead for you. Uh, Some great guests on the show, Ariel Epstein. Betting host and analyst of Yahoo Sportsbook is going to join the program in just a little bit, as well as our guide, Johnny Avello of DraftKings. And Adam Kramer is going to come talk a lot of college football with us, the best betting opportunities that we can find throughout the weekend. Plus, you know, it's Tuesday. So what are we going to do? Hot take Tuesday. They're fire burning, fire burning on the dance floor. But as we always do on the program, let's get things started with our top five stories. You need to know things that impact us as bettors. Starting with last night's Monday night football game and holla at the San Francisco 49ers very happy for them finally getting back in the win column even if it did hurt my wallet a little bit Uh, 49ers hosted the Rams as three and a half point dogs they win it straight up 31 10 total stays under that 50 and a half and it was a real shellacking for the betting public seemed like every sports book had over 85% of bets and money on the Rams spread Rams by the way. Fifth 500 or better team to lose by 24 more points this week, the most in NFL history. And let's take a look, as we have on the screen, at some of those prop bets that cashed as well. We gave you on the program Cooper Cup over receptions, and he ended up hitting his receiving yards prop as well. Van Jefferson, Debo Samuel, some of the more notable. Stafford and Jimmy G both went under their pass yards. George Kittle cashed at 12-1 to for the first touchdown score. Tyler Higby an anytime touchdown for the Rams at plus 225. Not the Rams debut. Von Miller and uh, OBJ were hoping for, though. Beckham Jr., not a factor. Two catches on three targets for 18 yards. And Miller, three tackles, one of them for a loss. But for this San Francisco team, by far, their most complete game of the season. This is a game that we thought we would see from San Francisco all season long that just Hasn't been there for them, whether it be scheme, coaching, injuries, what have you. 393 days since their last win at Levi's Stadium. So finally, they can stop hearing about being winless at home. Snap an eight-game losing streak. Also beat the Rams now for their fifth straight game dating back to 2019. We'll keep it rolling here, though. Potentially some good news on the horizon for the Pittsburgh Steelers. It reportedly sounds like. Ben Roethlisberger will play in week 11 against the Chargers as long as he clears COVID protocols and feels up to the task. Big Ben was a late scratch, of course, this past Sunday against the Lions in a game that's final score, like Voldemort, shall not be named. Uh, In stepped Mason Rudolph, who completed 30 of 50 passes for 242 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Steelers getting six against L.A. on DraftKings total in that one, 47 this week. Also, Mike Tomlin noted this morning that safety Minka Fitzpatrick was likely not going to be available for Week 11 with his recent COVID-19 positive test we told you about yesterday. They're also unsure the status of outside linebacker T.J. Watt, who suffered a hip and knee injury on Sunday. But Tomlin said, you know, he's one of the toughest guys. He knows he'll play through a lot of stuff that other guys won't. So still TBD on T.J. Watt. In the NBA, the Cleveland Cavaliers star rookie Evan Mobley out of USC is going to miss two to four weeks due to a right elbow sprain that he suffered in Monday's loss to the Celtics. Number three overall pick in this year's draft. It's off to a great start. 19.6 points per game, 7.4 boards per game, and 2.2 assists. The injury has hurt his rookie of the year. Odds going from the favorite just two days ago, plus 185, to second on the odds board, plus 275. Just behind the Raptors, Scotty Burns. Meanwhile, top pick in this year's draft, Cade Cunningham from Oklahoma. Third best odds at plus three hundred. Good to note for the Cavs, though nine six so far. Good enough for the fifth spot in the East right now. But as you see that that odds board, yeah, Scotty Burns Bo- Scotty Barnes atop that thing with the Raptors. Um, but from Evan Mobley to uh, another storyline with USC regarding their struggling football program. Unfortunately, Keaton Slovis, it appears. Uh, three-year starter for the Trojans will sit out this week against crosstown rival UCLA, dealing with a knee or lower leg injury. Um, he has been sharing time all season with true freshman Jackson Dart uh, the last couple weeks, rather, since he came back from a knee injury himself, had meniscus surgery, missed a lot of time. But since his return, Dart's completed 50 of 81 passes, 589 yards, six touchdowns, three interceptions. A former four-star recruit, um, he'll lead the Trojans three-point dogs against UCLA. He's known for most this season by stepping in for Slovis week three against Washington State after Clay Hilton's firing um, four touchdowns en route to a big rebound win against the Cougars. USC four and five this season with games coming up against UCLA this week, total in that 166 and a half. BYU and Cal also remaining because their game had to be rescheduled due to COVID-19, long-term injury of Keaton Slovis' status still unknown as of right now but Jackson Dart really cool high black on that kid I like it um right-handed pitcher Noah Cindergard and the LA Angels have agreed to a 1-year 21 million dollar deal pending a physical of course per ESPN the largest contract the Angels have ever given a free agent pitcher a former met has the highest average fastball velo by a starter since 2015 but just 2 innings pitched since the 2019 season ended coming back from Tommy John, Angels also forfeit a second round pick. It's an interesting first offseason signing for a rotation that I think, if anything, is just kind of searching for durability. I'm not denying his talent by any means, but you know the old saying is the best ability is availability and uh, every starting pitcher on the Angels opening day roster, aside from Shohei Otani, who's not even listed as a starter, who's technically, you know, two way, spent time on the IR last year and in 2021, the team's got two of its best stars, Mike Trout and Anthony Rendon, on the 60-day IR as well. So, good to know. Keep that up. Let's go back to the NFL, though, because absolutely nothing makes sense in this league anymore, I've determined. All the good teams are bad. All the bad teams are bad, but they also seem to beat the good teams. So, are they good? I don't know. And yesterday on the program, we did a little segment. We looked at a couple teams and said, are they good? We looked at the Chiefs, Bucks, and Panthers. And we're going to keep that rolling because there's still a lot more. I feel like we could do this segment every day and give some sort of an argument one way or another for every team. But let's start with the Rams just because it's so fresh with the loss last night. Are they good? Yes? Question mark? I feel like Ron Burgundy. I am Ron Burgundy. Um, they're 7-3 and three this year, but they haven't really beaten any good teams. I mean, Buccaneers, sure, but so did Washington. So um, they've got the Colts. A win over the Bears, Seattle, Giants, Lions, Texans. Now back-to-back pretty bad losses. 28-16 against the Titans and 31-10 against San Francisco. Those 10 points last night, by the way, the lowest offensive output for LA this season. Second most points allowed. And our guy Matt Stafford, like the way we've talked about him throughout the course of the season, he's shown some MVP glimpses, but the dude is also showing a lot of signs of Motor City, Matthew, three pick sixes in the last two games. That's not what you want from your guy that's leading the charge. It's also probably not very good for your health, Lions fans. I mean, sorry, Lions fans. Yeah, not good for you guys either. You probably miss him a lot with Jared Goff's situation. Um, but this is a team that's all in on winning this year. We've seen that with their acquisitions, all the talk about Odell Beckham Jr. and Von Miller. And Sean McVay, after the game yesterday, called it a humbling night, as it should be. Said, we're going to come back quote, friggin' swinging these last seven games of the regular season. So we'll see if they're able to get back on track. You know, they have a bye this week. Good bounce back spot when they return TBD. Are they good? Yes, question mark is going to be my answer for that one. How about the Colts? So in that slew of teams I said are maybe not good that the Rams have played and beat was the Indianapolis Colts. And, I'm just still not sure about them either because obviously they started the season one and four and have now won four of their last five games. They're plus 130 to make the playoffs right now, minus 175 to, to miss. Um, in terms of the AFC South, 25 to one, rightfully so. Um, but in that span of their four wins in the last five games, even the the ones that they lost were by three points in overtime. So I feel like... I mean, they're pretty good, right? I don't know. (laughs) Their wins are against bad teams similarly, though. Houston, San Francisco, Jets, Jags. And it's not like Carson Wentz has been terrible by any means because he hasn't. But it's not like he's doing anything particularly special. He is the type of player that very easily gets in his own way. And I feel like the Colts are going to go about as far as Jonathan Taylor can take them. So... Which could be far, you know? He's somebody who keeps on climbing up the odds board for Offensive Player of the Year for all that he's done. Nine touchdowns on the ground this season. Love Jonathan Taylor. Let's move on. LA Chargers, three po- as three-point favorites this past week, lost to the the Vikings. You know, he said, gonna friggin' play hard? Yeah, you friggin' lost to the Vikings, um, who has COVID issues. Um, Dalvin Cook, despite his off-the-field issues, just rocked the Chargers. Um... And they're a hard team to read, right? They've looked drastically different the last four or five weeks of the season after this hot four and one start, another guy and Justin Herbert we were talking about wow what what is he doing? It's been incredible. um you know they're still in good position to make the playoffs minus 200 um plus 160 to miss. So they're in good position there obviously. But so this is what I wanted to look at though since their shootout, against the Browns in Week 5. Here are the performances over the past month. Against the Ravens, um, our guy Herbert, 22 of 39 for 195 yards and a touchdown. Against the Patriots, 18 of 35, 223 yards and two touchdowns. Against the Eagles, 32 of 38, 356 yards and two touchdowns. And then against the Vikings, 195 yards and one touchdown. So over the last four games, he has twice thrown under 200 yards. And before the game against the Ravens, Herbert had only one game like that to his name, so things have changed significantly with the Los Angeles Chargers. I'm not giving up yet, though. Obviously, like I still think that they're very good, but just worth noting. And hey, let's party because there's good stuff going on with the holiday season ahead. Vison Black Friday offer is here too. So right now, when you sign up for our $99 midseason football special, you'll also receive a $20 credit to the Vison store. Get our expert sports betting analysis, insight, data, everything. But you can also get shirts, mugs, other great gear. Hurry up. This is a limited offer. vcin.com slash subscribe. Keep it locked right here on My Guys in the Desert. More coming up.
5: guys in the desert with stormy Tony on v
0: the sports betting network
2: welcome back this segment of my guys in the desert brought to you by zen nicotine pouches a fresh way to enjoy nicotine without all the baggage of cigarettes dip or vape no more smelling like an ashtray no more spit cups no batteries to charge or leaky equipment to deal with Zyn nic- nicotine pouches are smoke-free, spit-free, and available in 10 varieties like spearmint, wintergreen, citrus, and many more. And for your convenience now, each variety comes in two strengths. You can easily find the satisfaction level that's perfect for you. ZIN, America's number one nicotine pouch, is available in over 100,000 locations nationwide, meaning it's never been easier to find your Zin. So head on over to ZIN.com find to locate a store near you. That's Y-N.com find. Find warning this product contains nicotine nicotine is an addictive chemical. As we welcome you back here to las vegas my guys in the desert coming out of circus sportsbook and it is time for our hidden gem plays we've hit two of three the last couple of weeks including that arizona utah over 55 last week and i've got another play on arizona that i like this coming saturday plus 14 and a half at washington state Listen, hear me out. I know that Arizona's 1 and 9 this year, okay? But they have been in games consistently. They're 4 and 1 ATS as 14 and a half point or greater dogs and have covered in 6 of their 10 games this year. And while the Cougars meanwhile on the other end of that, 0 and 2 ATS as two touchdown or more favorites. And over the Wildcats last 4 games, 1 and 3 won their first game in what feels like an eternity, and their losses have been by 5.7 points, 9 points, averaging 22 points per game in that span, threw up 29 against Utah on Saturday, and in that same span, Cougs 2-2, 27 points averaging with their wins against a lackluster Stanford and ASU team. I think the Cougs definitely win this game, but I think it'll be closer than Arizona's getting credit for from the books, and so if Arizona was my diamond Gem pick this week that's hiding. I guess this next one would be like turquoise, so I'm not super high on it. But we've got Tuesday night action tonight, so this is my favorite action play of the evening. I'm laying the touchdown with the Toledo Rockets against the Ohio Bobcats. I know, listen, Ohio's basically been a cash cow lately, five and one ATS the last six weeks, but I don't think that's going to happen this time around. I think the tide is about to change. Toledo's five and five, motivated to get bowl eligible today. Took care of Bowling Green last week, covering a ten and a half with a forty-nine to seventeen win. They're rolling offensively right now, so I like I like I liked Toledo in this spot, laying the touchdown. Time to bring in Veasan's own Adam Kramer, also of Bleacher Report and the No Punts Allowed podcast. Follow him as I do at Kegs and Eggs. What's going on, Adam?
4: How we doing? This is a week right here, right? Like this is if you're a college football fan. Whether you're gambling on it or not, you look at this slate of games, and you must absolutely love it.
2: Like I said last week, we've got a lot of top 25 on top 25 crime ahead, potentially, um, which we love, no question. But, you know, I always got to start this segment asking you about the CFP. Where's your head at as the third week of rankings are about to come out tonight?
4: Well, look, life is good for Cincinnati, right? I mean, Oklahoma losing, I think that's really – You've got a recalibration of sorts. And yes, they've been lagging behind. But the question for Oklahoma is, you know, how far could they boost up? I'm not ready to get rid of the Big 12 yet. I actually think uh, Oklahoma State is playing quite well. I mean, they they played really well. So I'm curious to kind of see where Oklahoma State checks in on all this. The whole Michigan, Michigan State thing after Penn State's probably not going to feel as controversial, I would imagine. If, if, if Michigan is ranked above them, I mean, with a little time for this thing to sort of set in. So I think really the interesting part for me is actually the games, like this is where the rankings become fun. Oregon can validate its placement this week versus Utah. And so in, in a large, large part, like these feel kind of normal. Maybe the one question I have is where is Notre Dame? Are they going to make this weird? They get a lot of chaos in front of them. Can the Irish, like, really start to sneak in and make a real run at this thing? And, and who knows? If it continues the way it has this year, that might absolutely be the case.
2: The Golden Domers just love to make things weird. No question. Um, well, you know yeah. I cover a lot of Pac-12, so we'll start with that Oregon thought. Um, last week, they get the win over Washington State. Um, I was there for that. So I feel very invested in their fate right now. Number four in the country, <laughs> and they're getting points. At Utah. So what are your thoughts on this game in Salt Lake? It's a big one in the Pac twelve. And it wasn't
4: great last week. You saw it firsthand, right? They they covered that game, depending what number you had, but it wasn't all that pretty. They needed some late tomfoolery to do so. They jump out to an early lead and things got weird. Utah at home is I, I don't know. Like this seems to be a concoction that I win on a lot. Like when Utah is playing at home, not just this year, and they've been very good at home against spread this year, but in general. It just seems to mesh well. Oregon, to me, you know, yes, they've covered the last couple of weeks, but what does that mean? That Washington game, were you impressed by that? I I don't, I don't. wasn't necessarily. At the end of the game, I thought they played well to close it out, but the team just fired its coach, right? They're looking for a new coach. At home, Utah, I'm going to chalk up the Arizona weirdness as the classic look-ahead game, right? Because I've watched enough Utah to think that, yeah, it was close with Arizona. Arizona has played better, as you as you pointed out. I think that was just looking ahead to Oregon. The fact that you've got a top five team here getting points. You know how I roll from a contrarian standpoint. I like Utah here. I like them to win this game outright. I like them to cover the number.
2: Ooh, shots fired at the Oregon Ducks. You know how bad they Sorry. need this. No, no, no. They, they just need this win, right? For the Ducks, it's win and get in. Like, that's their only hope. They need to win yeah. this game. They need to win the Pac-12 championship. And if that doesn't happen... Their hopes are done. Another team, though, that we talked about, the number three Cincinnati Bearcats right now, and they're taking on SMU, which is a game I feel like we've been looking forward to for a long time because we thought that the Mustangs were going to be ranked and this was going to be another opportunity for Cincy to bolster their resume. Not so much. So what are you keying in on on this one? It is a, a larger number. Not only can they cover, but how important is it for them to do that and then some to up their stock?
4: all right, well, this is how the sausage is made for me picking, right? I've been bouncing around all day. I wrote up this morning that I was going to bet Cincinnati minus 12. I come back. I look at the lines after four, five, six hours. That number's down to 10 and a half. People would be excited, obviously. Hey, you're getting Cincinnati in a better number. It's a pretty big move today. Now, it's not just 10 and a half. There's 11 and a half. Clearly, there's been some movement towards SMU. I still like Cincinnati, and at some point, this is a really good team. It beat Hunter Dune, who I think is a pretty good team. And, and what we're going to find out is this is this who Cincinnati is. Like we saw Oklahoma last week. That's who Oklahoma was against Baylor. They're just they're good. They're not great. Baylor at home was was better. So at some point, we're going to find out that Cincinnati just been kind of messing around or are they just not as good as we would think? I think they're pretty good. I like their quarterback. Obviously, the status of their star running back is a big deal. Who's held out last week, mm-hmm. having his availability, will be there. I'm inclined to bet on Cincinnati. Don't they have to cover a spread at some point? Like, it's been a month, right? That's not a good game. That's not good gambling handicapping, mind you. But they do have to cover a spread at some point. And U on the road, we've seen them struggle the last couple of times. I like the Bearcats.
2: Yeah, Cincinnati, they need to get out of it, right? They need to start to... Yeah pump up the resume a little bit. I always look back to that game against Navy because had it not been for that running back, they would have had a really, really yes. rough day. Um, let's move ahead, though. Number five, Ohio State. They did what other ranked teams apparently could not last week and beat Purdue. Oh now goodness. they're facing Michigan State, who is one of those teams I mentioned that could not do it. Uh, what are you keying in on as a value play in this game?
4: Well, look, we have to talk about the Heisman odds too, right? Because you have C.J. Stroud at 2-1. You have Kenneth Walker at 3-1. Yeah. to one. I think the winner of this game may actually become the favorite. So that's not necessarily what I'm keying in on. I'm just intrigued by it. Now, Ohio state, like that was the full on capabilities of Ohio state against Purdue, C.J. Stroud looking more experienced, the, the weapons all over the place. Purdue just did not have an answer. And I think this game could look pretty similar. Quite honestly, I think the venue is a huge deal. I think venue in general is a theme for week 12. When you talk about where these games are being played, I think that's hugely important in a game like this, in a game like Alabama, Arkansas, which has a similar spread. I just don't think Michigan state has the explosiveness, right? And we saw against Michigan, they got down early. Kenneth Walker became Superman. Ohio state's defensive front has not been great. If Kenneth Walker can be Superman again, Michigan state can control the ball. They have a chance. I just don't know if that's the formula right now, but Ohio state duplicates or even come close to duplicate the effort from last week. This game could be ugly. I don't know if I love the side either way. I don't know if I love the total. This is a good line. It's just a good number that I'm probably going to stay away from.
2: Okay, there are a couple more interesting games on the slate. We've got Clemson, Wig Forest, Alabama, Arkansas, Kansas State, Baylor. We've only got a minute left, so which one you want to get into?
4: Oh, I love this Kansas State game. Okay. Again, Contrarian, contrarian player. Everyone's loving Baylor. What is the ticket count going to be on Baylor this week? If you're talking about a game that's hovering around pickup, right? Kansas state, the little engine that could again, thematically talking about venues, Kansas state at home, Oklahoma knows this. Well, Deuce Vaughn, one of my favorite players in all of college football, 300 games, uh, hundred yard games in a row. You got the Baylor hangover. You had the weirdness with the field goal. You have all of that in a Kansas state team that has very quietly gone about its business. I don't know what I'm going to do with Clemson, right? I I've, I've got to have some, some, thoughts about that game across the week because i'm inclined to bet clemson against wake tried it last week and lost um i know i'm gonna bet kansas state one of my favorite plays of the week
2: awesome thanks so much adam appreciate the time all right take care he wrote in his article which you can find at vson.com right by the way a betters guide to college football i kind of love kansas state here scratch that i do love kansas state more on my guys in the desert coming up on the other side
0: You're listening to My Guys of the Desert with Stormy Bonantoni on VCEN, the sports betting network.
2: If you're looking for more sports betting discussion around your local teams, Bet Rivers has you covered. Bet Rivers has launched a series of city casts designed to tackle sports betting from the local perspective. There are CityCast in Chicago, Denver, Detroit, Philadelphia, Pittsburgh, LA, and now New York. Subscribe to your local CityCast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to My Guys in the Desert, live from Las Vegas at Circus Sportsbook. And we're going streaking! We'll keep our clothes on, though, you sickos. That's not what I meant. We're talking about some streaks around the NFL that we're going to determine whether or not the trend continues this week. Starting with 49ers. 4-0 against the spread. Their last four games against the Jags. We're going streaking, guys. I like this one. I think the streak continues. San Francisco, I know they've only covered three times this season, okay? But two of them have come in the last three games. And while the Jags have kept their last two games close, I don't think the 49ers are going to be sleeping on the Jags the way some of their recent opponents have. (coughs) Oh, Buffalo Bills. Excuse me. Whoa, you know one of those. Um and for San Francisco in general, they don't really keep games close whether they win or they lose it's by a touchdown or more. So, um I think that they're going to go ahead and cover this one. I really do. Okay, the under was hit in Washington's last four games. Does the streak continue? No, I don't I don't think so actually. So the total in this one's 43. I like the over. The last four games have gone under, but two of them have gone over the 43 number. And you all can think I'm crazy here cuz I know that Panthers have been an under-machine themselves this year. Um, but they're different right now. CMC is back and healthy, looking more like his normal self, Cam Newton. If the Panthers get deep in the red zone, they're scoring. Don't tempt that man from five yards out. I like the over here. Chiefs 0-5 ATS this season as home favorites. And we're going streaking again. They're 2.5-point favorites this week against the Cowboys, which I find pure insanity. Chiefs had a monster day against the Raiders this past Sunday night. You can't take that away from them, but Dallas is about to be a different animal heck i like the cowboys plus 120 money line in this spot at arrowhead personally so chiefs you want to go to 0 and six ats won't be mad at you and last one here patriots 4-0 and ats their last four games overall i'm on the fence but if i had to pick i think i would say yes because the pats are 6-0 and ats their last six games against the falcons as well they've gotten better as the season's gone on hitting their stride right now i don't think that Atlanta's going to get blasted, like the Pats did to the Browns, or like they just had happen to them. Um, but yeah, I, I, the big numbers in the NFL are driving me insane. So I, I think, yeah, I think yes. Happy to be joined now by Director of Sportsbook Operations and DraftKings, our guy Johnny Avello. How's it going, Johnny?
5: Hello, Stormy. I'm um, well. Thank you.
2: I figured it would be pretty good because you had another underdog massive win on Monday Night Football. So, did, did anybody bet on the 49ers yesterday?
5: No, they didn't. And, and you know, don't the, the book. There's all this saying out there don't cry for the bookmakers and don't cry for them. I mean, they go through some rough periods. You know, everybody takes their lumps. Sometimes it's two, three weeks in a row, but things come around and, uh, you know, it, it works out for us. It's all about time, Stormy. All about time for the bookmaker.
2: Yep, I can see that. So you had the the underdog winner and the under hit, And so just in terms of watching this game, did it change your view on either of these teams at all from an odd make, odds-making perspective? Because you have a Rams team now that's back-to-back games where they've struggled and not necessarily looked the way that we thought they would early on in the season. And then you've got a San Francisco team that looked how we thought they would look and just haven't been up to the par. So anything from a betting perspective change after watching that game for you?
5: Well, you know, I I had an opinion on the Rams even before that game. I I think the Rams are a a lot better team than they're showing. But when you look at their, you know, they beat the Seahawks, the Giants, the Lions, the Texans. These are all teams, you know, one win, no wins, three wins. Uh, and, And the 49ers were really up for the game last night. And they always are when it comes to a division game like that. You could see the next time they meet, I think the Rams are going to be a little more motivated for that matchup. So, uh, you know, the Rams, they're they're still around eight, nine to one to win the Super Bowl. They're uh, two and a quarter to second to uh, the Cardinals in the uh, division. And then, of course, the conference, they're four and a half to one. But I, I need to see more from them to be convinced. Their power rating went down just a touch after last night's game. So, uh, you know, we'll see if they finish the season stronger. They play like the lethargic Rams of late.
2: Yeah, it'll be interesting to see if they can just get out of this funk a little bit, right? And I know we joked about it last week that betters, if you are in on the big favorites, you're probably not going to stop. It's been three weeks now of consistent, shocking underdog upset wins. Is this the amount of time it takes for somebody to change their attitude or is it favorites for life with that group?
5: It's not favorites for life. It's not dogs for life. It's about going through some instances where, you know, you get a good mix. We don't talk about the good mix weeks. You'll get some when it's extreme one side or the other. That's when we do talk about it. But uh, it'll all level off. You'll see some favorites that are going to come through and probably towards the later part of the year, maybe even the playoffs.
2: Well, what are some of the NFL games that you see action on already earlier in the week?
5: Well, there's a couple of really big matchups this week, uh, and they're more in the afternoon. The, the, the Eagles have taken quite a bit of money. So that's a morning game against the Saints. We moved from pick to one and a half. Uh, the, the And the, the Green Bay Packers actually made it to three, Step back a little now, now down to two and a half. So that is actually creating some good action on both sides. But the afternoon games are going to be the ones that rate the most. Cowboys, Chiefs, uh, that number hasn't moved, but we've already seen substantial action on that. Uh, And then the Seahawks, uh, the Cardinals are the favorite with everybody thinking they're going to return when the Seahawks opened up a slight favorite. Uh, So, uh, you know, quite a bit of money there early on the cards. But, you know, I would say not on one game yet that we have more than, uh, you know, five to seven percent of the action in.
2: That Cardinals-Seahawks game, another NFC West one that who knows if it gets wacky. But I was surprised you didn't say the Chiefs right off the hop just because you would think that's kind of, The game of the week right now. What's your assessment, though, of these Kansas City Chiefs right now? Because they finally had that marquee game that we've been expecting.
5: I need to see more, Stormy. Yeah, me too. Uh, You know, it was a big game last week. And, uh, you know, they showed up. But the Raiders are going south. So I'm not so sure if it was the Chiefs' uh, bigger game or just the Raiders just, uh, you know, falling apart here towards the, uh, you know, three quarters through the season. Uh, I need to see more. If I if I see something out of this game, then I'll believe.
2: You're speaking my language. I feel the exact same way. I was like, that is a very small sample size based on what we've actually seen from the Chiefs all season long. So I'm going to wait for a few more games. Um, in college football, though, we were just talking with Adam Kramer a little bit about some of the marquee games. Are we seeing action on college yet, or is this just another instance where we have to wait until later in the week?
5: No, uh, you know, there's a. First of all, we're getting a lot of games now on Tuesday night. There's three on Wednesdays. Yep. There's a couple. Third, I mean, there's just football every night. If you like football, you're going to get a steady diet of it now for the next couple of weeks. Uh, yeah, we're seeing a little bit of money on some games, but nothing too substantial. One game that I noticed was a big move was Coastal Carolina went from twenty-one and a half to twenty-four and a half. That's a three-point move. And you know, Florida seven and a half uh, to nine over Missouri and. there's just a mix and there's some, there's some decent games out there this week.
2: My producer, Steph and I, I feel like I'm always asking you about Oregon, but we were looking at the the numbers here. And so if they were to keep winning right now, they're still at 25 to one. They've been kind of sitting there to win the national championship, but if they were to keep winning beat Utah this weekend, let's say win the PAC 12 championship, how much does that number move if they're officially in?
5: All right. Well, you're right. Utah's a tough one. Uh, and then they, then they have to play uh, Oregon state and that's never an easy game. Mm-hmm. Oregon state certainly playing some of their better football in, uh, you know, over the last 10 years or so. Um, well, let's, if they play Georgia, you're probably, you're probably going to get four and a half to one just on that game alone. So now you got five and a half bucks. And if they play Alabama, you're probably going to get three and a half on that one. So you're looking at, you know, you're looking at 20 to one right there. That's today. If they played. now, if they continue to get better, of course, that number could come down a little might be 15 or 16 mm-hmm. to one. So just- that's what you'll get if they make the playoffs. So you get a little better value now, better to take it now than later.
2: Yeah. If you believe you might as well, it's just interesting looking at that odds board. Cause you've got Georgia, Alabama and Ohio state all at plus 400 or shorter odds. And then, Oregon, who's technically in that spot right now, 25 to 1. What about college basketball action? Uh, Finally, like a full week plus through. How's that been going?
5: Good action. Um, Certainly a lot of games and to throw in a mix each and every night. Um, Future book is taking a bit of action. You know, you got a few teams that are undefeated. Of course, you know, we don't have a lot of game. They don't have a lot of games under their belt. But Kansas is taking a little bit in the future book. Uh, Michigan. Purdue and Duke, they're all sitting around the same. I think by uh, Michigan is the shortest of the of the four at twelve. The others all around the 1450 area.
2: I know it's still early, but has there been any team that surprised you for better or worse so far?
5: Mm, I gotta. I'm gonna say no to that, Stormy. Hmm. Not yet.
2: Got to take a little more time to get an identity. Thank you so much, Johnny. As always, we appreciate you on a Tuesday.
5: You're welcome. Bye-bye.
2: Once again, that's Johnny Avello, Sportsbook Operations over at DraftKings. And we have plenty more coming up here on My Guys in the Desert. Our girl, Arielle Epstein, is going to join us. You know she's our resident prop queen. Plus, she'll give us some ideas, potentially, for the Thursday night football game coming up later this week. And you know it's Hot Take Tuesday, something that is not a hot take. We do have some breaking news with Joey Bosa we're going to cover when we come back. Stay with us, My Guys in the Desert.
0: You're listening to
5: My Guys in the Desert with
0: Stormy Tony on v the Sports Betting Network.
2: Download the free OddsTrader.com app to compare betting odds from licensed sportsbooks, access injury reports, in-game action, and much more when you go to OddsTrader.com as we welcome you back live from Las Vegas, my guys in the desert. I'm Stormy Tony. and as we do on every Tuesday, it's Hot Take Tuesday. Very excited. We've got some scorching hot takes that have been provided to me by my producer, Stephanie, and I will actually determine the level of hotness on the scale. So, first one the Patriots will win the AFC East plus 300 right now. Okay. So this is a take a few weeks ago that I said was super fire flames all over the place. But this is one that's cooling off a lot because the Pats went from two to two and four to six and four real quick. Bill six and three now with a loss to the Jags that's just been burned into my corneas and they still have to play each other twice. Mind you, the first and last weeks of December If Mac Jones, really does end up being the truth. Those could be some fun games in the division kind of determine things. So I don't know. It's a cooling off take. Jonathan Taylor will win Offensive Player of the Year at 20 to 1. Okay, this is this one's hot. I'll admit it. That's hot. Right now, he's behind five guys on the Offensive Player of the Year odds board. Normally, I'd say, you know, you're not going to give it to a running back on a lackluster team, but the guy's making a push. And if something happens to Cooper Cup, there could be some value on him as a long shot play. I'm not hating I just have this weird feeling, though, that Cooper Cup's virtually, like, a locked-up thing already. Like, there's obviously zero value betting him, but without Robert Woods with L.A., he's going to get even more love, and if the Rams as a team get out of this little funk, you can see that trajectory. Yeah, I'm not hating on Jonathan Taylor. It's a hot take. It's a hot take, though. Last one here. The Lions will get their first win of the season this week at the Browns. No, they will not. Okay, this is by far the hottest take. Give me the fire. I just, that's nonsense. There's no way. Um, They are so bad at football. Dan Campbell's challenge to Jared Goff has not been answered. Eight touchdowns, six interceptions, and nine games for the guy. Coming off an oblique injury and a tie. A tie, I tell you. What a Lions way, by the way, to break a losing streak. And I know that I'm still so bitter about the Steelers and Survivor, but like all the chances that the Lions had to close out that game and they couldn't do it. You're about to be big old losers again against the Browns. If you were to win a game, I would put my money on the Bears next week. I'm not going to put my money on it though, because I can't stand you. Anyways, let's win some money with somebody who knows what they're talking about. Uh, bring in our girl, Ariel Epstein, host and analyst from Yahoo Sportsbook. Please help me get out of this funk. I cannot stand the Lions, Ariel. What is happening?
6: I can't stand them either, but Stormy, I can't be mad at them the way you are. I know that we were texting over the weekend. You said that the whole Pittsburgh thing was just a hot mess when it came to Survivor. For me, I was doing a pick 'em contest, and I have to choose seven different sides in this pick 'em contest. I, I tend to sprinkle on all of the plays because why not? I got them at plus eight and a half. The way that the pick works is you get them at the opening line and it stays that way all week. I got Lions plus eight and a half.
2: So I'm uh, thrilled with
6: the result. of that Man, game.
2: look at you. I, see, I'm jealous. Well, maybe you can help me out though, because the team that they tied with, which was gross in the Pittsburgh Steelers, who I also hate right now, as you said, um, Chargers, who they're playing this week, just got some news that defensive end Joey Bosa might have some COVID issues. He's on the protocol list and he's not determined out or anything yet, but does this kind of entice you at all a little bit to go the other direction? I know the Steelers have had their fair share of COVID issues as well, but big Ben looks like he could be back this week. He does look like he'll
6: be back this week. These are two teams. I absolutely hate betting on the
2: chargers (laughs) were
6: that one team this week that got me at minus two and a half. I told you, seven picks. I couldn't believe that. I mean, it was the first time that I pretty much got close enough to a 7-0. That was the one team I couldn't get right was the Chargers at home. I hate the Steelers. I'm glad that the public is jumping on the bandwagon after the Bears win that shouldn't have happened. And after this past week, I just am staying away from this game because these are two teams I'm very uncertain about. The Steelers most likely are going to get back Big Ben. However, they still can't figure out their offense. Their deep threat Chase Claypool has been hurt all year, and I feel like that's also hurting their offense. I just can't get a good read on this Steelers team. This is a stay-away spot for me, Stormy.
2: Yeah, a couple of teams straight up that their identities, we just still, at this point in the season, you should know, and for whatever reason, we don't. But let's take a look at Thursday night football coming up here in a couple days. Patriots at the Falcons. We saw it at six and a half. Now seven the Falcons are getting. What's your read on the Thursday night game? I took the
6: seven points. I can't see this line hitting a seven and a half. There's just too many people I've spoken to who are very sharp betters who jumped on this one, taking the seven as well. Although there's no quarter out Patterson, no Calvin Ridley, the wide receivers for Atlanta. I still just see this as an overreaction. Patriots short week on the road, young quarterback. The Patriots have looked really good, probably looking as one of the best teams in football across the last two, three weeks. I'm not going to overreact to this. Look at what we saw last week with the Ravens. The Ravens are supposed to be one of the best teams in the AFC. They had a short week. They go on the road to the Miami Dolphins. Everyone says they're going to blow them out. And the Ravens head coach John Harbaugh admits they didn't have enough time to prepare for what Miami threw at them. I could see the same thing happening in this Atlanta and New England game.
2: These big numbers in the NFL are always a little bit dicey, especially with all of the upsets that we have seen. Do you think, though, for the Pats, is this a number worth teasing down, perhaps? It could be. If I'm going to take the points,
6: though, with Atlanta, I'm not going to tease this down for the Patriots. I know that you, you could hit both. I'm just going to choose one side or the other. If you do believe the Patriots win the game, then yeah, go tease them down. It's a good spot. You're getting them at that seven number. So you get them down to basically just win the game. I'm doing that with a few different teams this week. However, I'm going to take the points with Atlanta. So I'm not going to do the whole, I'm going to root for both these things to happen Because in the NFL, if you're rooting for two things in one game, you might as well just jump off the bridge now.
2: So what are maybe some of those potential teaser plays then that you had in mind that you would like to switch up the number a little bit?
6: I do like this teaser the best. I've already placed it. I love teasing the Minnesota Vikings and the Seattle Seahawks. You've got to go tease Seattle now because if things change, whether Kyler Murray's in, whether he's out, this number is going to move again. There's probably a little bit of both baked in. However, this line is not staying at plus two and a half Seattle, depending on the injuries we see in Arizona. That's why I teased Seattle. You've also got, and I've also bet Seattle, but I'll mention that later. I like Seattle this week just because uh, you've got Seattle in a good spot at home. Russell Wilson coming back. He played in Lambeau last week with his finger injury, and that was snow. Arizona, has Kyler Murray been out the last two weeks? Yeah, and they're going into a bye week next week. If Kyler Murray is not 100% going into Sunday, they're not going to play him. They're going to give him the extra two weeks off. Saw that there were reports on the backup quarterback Colt McCoy. Even though he had a pec strain, he's ready to go. Minnesota, on the other hand, teasing them as well, because they are two and a half point home dogs this week against the Green Bay Packers. I would bet Minnesota plus two and a half if they weren't messing up these games in the last drive of every single game this year. This way, I just tease them to plus eight and a half. Most of the Minnesota games this season have resulted in within a touchdown, and usually that's because Minnesota blows it in the last drive of the game. So I'll just take the points because last year we saw that Minnesota did beat the Green Bay Packers in the one game where the Packers didn't have Aaron Jones at running back. And that's what's going to happen this weekend. I was
2: going to say, hey, the Vikings are, they, they got a win finally. You know what I mean? They're finally feeling good. But yes, they have had close games. So annoying. It has been brutal to watch, truly. But I liked what you said about Kyler Murray especially because we obviously don't have any confirmation on his status just yet. But if you're reading the tea leaves, you look ahead, you see the buy. Why risk? Playing him in a game where you're already won enough games now that you're in a comfortable position, win or lose this game, get out of it, move on, get your guy healthy for down the stretch when you're gonna need him the most. I need your help though to get a read on your Ravens, girl. What is what is happening there? Are they good? Are they not good? Like, what's the word?
6: I I can't. You know, here's the thing. (laughs) People said to me, uh the I I got one tweet today. The Patriots are better than the Ravens. Convince me otherwise. I said, no, I don't (laughs) want anyone to bet the Ravens anymore. So I'm going to convince all of you that they're terrible. Please stop betting them. Do not call me and tell me that the Ravens are amazing and that they're a slam dunk. They're a lock. blah, blah, blah. I don't want to hear it. Just please leave the Ravens alone. Nobody think about them into the Super Bowl. I don't want anyone to talk about them. (laughs) Uh, Okay, seriously, they have a lot of issues in the secondary. We've known this ever since they lost their best corner, Marcus Peters. They have a lot of issues figuring out their offense. Their wide receivers are hit or miss. Lamar Jackson's great, but again, like we saw last week, when you're blitzing the Ravens, their offensive line is atrocious. If I have to go in order of problems, offensive line now hit number one, and secondary is number two. They've got to figure out how to protect Lamar Jackson when they're getting blitzed, and Miami was the one to do it the most, according to next-gen stats, of any team this season.
2: Ariel, we are running out of time. We've got about 30 seconds here for you, but there are three NBA games tonight. I know you can also catch Ariel on NBA TV. What are your best props for the evening?
6: I've got two going with the Utah Jazz Center Hassan Whiteside over five and a half rebounds. He's gone over this number in seven of his last eight games and ever since the Sixers have been without Embiid bottom five in rebounding in the last five games. Lastly, the Clippers leading rebounder happens to be their all-star Paul George going with the over eight and a half rebounds for him as well against the Spurs team that's bottom 10 in rebounding percentage in the last
2: five games. Great stuff. You're the best. Thanks so much, Ariel. that's gonna do it for us here at my guys on the desert again check out Ariel Epstein at Yahoo Sportsbook host and betting analyst for them and tomorrow our guy Brent Musburger the godfather himself in studio for the entire hour so make sure you keep it locked right here on VEASAN the sports betting network
3: work.